Hey everyone, welcome back to Sophomore Citizens. I'm Gigi. I'm Liesl. And I'm Lily. So for our check-in today, we are going to be talking about something that we all hate quite a bit, but there is no better person to kick off this conversation than Gigi herself, as she feels the most passionately. So Gigi, I will hand this to you to introduce. Thank you very much, Lily. So as of right now, I'm feeling a pain, a sorrow, a sadness, so deep. It is a pain that I feel year after year, right around this time. And that is the ending of Daylight Savings or the beginning of Daylight Savings. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember which one is which. I think it's the beginning. I think this is Daylight Savings because we're saving the daylight by making it short. Regardless, I feel obviously happy that, okay, I got an extra hour of sleep, apparently. But what I do feel so much sadness for in my heart is that the sun will set, we will live in darkness for many, many hours. Okay, so what I will first of all say to this, Gigi, is the amount of darkness is inevitable. So even if we were to fully abolish daylight savings, the sun is going to still do her song and dance the way that she knows how. And she only knows how one way. So the amount of time that the sun is out is permanent. That doesn't change. Right. right. I, I just, just to be clear, I know this. I understand right. this. What changes by one hour is the sunset, which is what we care about. Exactly. And, you know, Gigi, I completely agree that I'm not a fan of daylight savings. And I would prefer for the sun to continue to set a little bit later on because it just feels a little bit more happy. Um, you get more natural sunlight. You don't feel like you're being plunged into the deep depths of darkness as early. Um, but what I will say, I feel like I'm starting to have this opinion that is similar to Lily's opinion of humidity, where humidity is an objectively horrible thing, but it does feel cozy sometimes. Sometimes it feels a little bit comforting and a little bit like a warm little hug. I can understand that sometimes, once in a while for humidity. But for whatever reason, this time around with daylight savings, the idea of the sun setting later, I feel like- You mean earlier. Earlier, thank you, sorry. Um, It it makes me feel like Christmas is coming, which is comforting. You know what? I will give you that. I will give you that, Liesl. I do think that it- is associated with a certain coziness, similar to what you were saying with humidity. Um, And I will also appreciate that like, we have to know the darkness to know the light. So I understand that like feeling this pain is only one side of the coin that I'll get to flip in March and feel so much happiness. I feel like um, with COVID and with the whole time warp that we're currently living in, Anything that is showing the progression of time and the fact that we're moving forward on this COVID timeline, to me, is a happy thing. So while in previous years I have dreaded this time and not really enjoyed winter so much, like I'm glad it's winter because after winter comes spring and after spring comes summer and one day, you know, Corona will just be a beer again. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'll keep my thoughts and feelings on daylight savings pretty short because I think you summed it up well but for me it's just like 
this feels outdated. I don't need this. It's just a little inconvenient. Let's just get rid of it. That being said, I can appreciate there's some benefits here and there, but like bottom line, we could live without it. So let's just simplify and eliminate. And I mean, I thought that we as as a people came together to say, uh-uh-uh, not anymore. But apparently they didn't listen. Well, Gigi is referencing the fact that there was a proposition in California a couple years ago to eliminate daylight savings. And I think that that particular movement is just stuck in some bureaucratic mishigas, um, which is really unfortunate. And the brave people of Arizona, um, I know, have abolished and they have moved past. Maybe I should hold um, the word brave for our Arizonans until after the election. Um, But (laughs) for now, they're brave. Uh, We'll see. Um, But... They they did it, and let's just do it. Come on, let's just try it out, guys. California, like, let's do a trial run, see how we feel. When everyone likes that, we just switch to that permanently. Like, why not? That sounds really fun. Like, let's fuck around and, like, just eliminate and see what happens. Yeah, like, and what's, who's it going to harm? What's it going to do? Everyone's fine. Yeah, agriculture yeah. is fine. I'm We're not worried. Chilling. Okay, let's do it. Okay, the other thing that I think we should do is hop into our topic for this week, which is all things related to birthdays, being that it is the holy month of November, which is the month that holds the birthdays of the two most wonderful people I know, Miss Gigi and Miss Liesel. We thought this would be a great topic. So I'm going to hand it back over to Gigi to tell us her topic on the theme of birthdays. So yes, as Lily mentioned, November is what one might like to call Staubitz's sister birthday season. Myself, my dear mother, and my dear sister all celebrate our birthdays in a matter of like a week and a half. Yeah, two weeks. Um, So this time of year is all about birthdays in our family. So my general topic is really just to get us talking about birthdays, if we identify as birthday people, if we like celebrating, how we feel about celebrating other people's birthdays, all of the sort. So please share with me your thoughts. Um, I can start us off. Um, My beautiful, bodacious, wonderful birthday is coming up on November 14th. I'll be turning 24 years old, which is feels really old but also is a number that I prefer to 23. I feel like for me, um, the the numbers matter for whatever reason. And I also saw a TikTok about like how some birthdays are just like ugly. Like, and I'm not going to call any birthdays out because I don't want to offend anyone, but some people's birthdays just have ugly numbers. And I've always- I'll call it out. I'll call it out. For example, like- September 27th is just like not a it's not a pretty birthday September 27th 2004 like I don't like that <laughs> but my birthday November 14 1996 11 14 1996 there's something about it it just has a lot of numbers that I think are beautiful wonderful numbers and I'm much more of an even number person than an odd number person which I feel like also matters like I remember when I was 17 like ew, disgusting, hated that. But then 18 is beautiful. 19 is okay. 20, like literally perfect. 
And 21, of course, is amazing because that's when you are able to drink. So for me, it's this um, interesting journey through the um, countdown to 100, which is when I plan on exiting. Um, (laughs) So with each number, it's just a different amount of love or hate. So for me, 24, 25, 26, I'm like very happy with all of those numbers. 27, terrible. 28, disgusting. 29, bleh. And then you're back to 30, which is really good. So I don't know if you girls <laughs> relate to this at all. Um, but for me, that's what, that's what a word there is all about. You know, Liesl, I can. I can understand this. I do think that we have a certain association with certain numbers. Like where this comes about, I don't know. But I do think it's a common experience to be like, this is pleasing to me. Like even numbers are pleasing versus some odd numbers or certain numbers are just like, Bleh. And like you're saying, those, those 20, 30, 40 marks, they just feel very even and beautiful. Yeah. The way that I see this most is when I was younger and even not so young is looking up at the ages older than me and being like, oh, I really want to be that age. For example, ever since I can remember, I have wanted to be 26. I don't know why. At 26, it seems, first of all, it's an even number. And second of all, it seems like, oh, okay, I'll have my shit figured out, but I'll still be like a 20-year-old having fun. And like, I remember looking up to people around that age and being like, she is so cool. I want to be 26. So I can agree that certain numbers have characteristics, maybe even like certain numbers or ages have personalities. I don't even know, but that fits in and makes a lot of sense to me. That was sort of a tangent and I didn't really answer Gigi's question um, or prompt very well at all. So now I'll move on to my actual opinion about birthdays, um, which is I feel like I'm pretty neutral about birthdays. I think a lot of people are very love-hate with birthdays. It's one of two extremes in a lot of cases that people are either like, my birthday is my favorite day of the entire year. It's the best. Or people are like, I hate my birthday. Won't even tell other people when their birthday is. Like, just want it to be ignored. I feel like I fall pretty much right in the middle of this. Like, I don't need to have like the flashiest biggest birthday or have like all this attention but I also don't want to just like ignore it um so I enjoy birthdays and I think that some birthdays are better than others but I think that one thing that I really like about birthdays is variety so like doing different things on different birthdays like I feel like a lot of people will just do like a dinner the same kind of thing And it never really changes. I always enjoyed growing up and still now doing activities, going on trips, like doing things that are a little bit more exciting for birthdays. So to answer the question about how I fall in the love to hate birthday range, I don't hate my birthday. I'm not going to keep it secret. Obviously, I will have a celebration for myself. But if I'm going to have to pick one extreme or the other, I'm definitely going to go towards the dislike end of it. Um, I think that this boils down to my opinion on most holidays, which is that I just think that expectations and all the buildup, it's always a letdown. And for me, it's easier to protect myself from this letdown by just being like, it's just a day. Let's not put any pressure on it because let's face it, like it's probably not going to be the best day of your whole life. 
And so I definitely don't feel the need to go all out, have my birthday be the best thing ever. That being said, let's take some time to celebrate the fact that I made it another year, see people I love, tell my mom, thank you so much for birthing me X many years ago. And that's that. But I don't need my birthday to be anything more. I would agree with you, Lily. I do think that managing expectations is huge for birthdays. But what I feel I do see in some people is they try and be like, oh no, like I don't need anything for my birthday. I don't, I don't expect anything. And then are clearly like upset when something doesn't happen the way they wanted it to on their birthday, which like I can, I can validate, but at least just like be upfront about caring about your birthday. Cause there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And that's the thing. I think the more that people are upfront, the more that the people in your life can understand what your expectations are and try to reach them. If you're like, I don't care about my birthday. I don't care. People aren't going to put in effort and then you're going to be disappointed. You know? So like, I'm, I'm willing to say like, I care about my birthday. I would like people to get me gifts. I would like people to wish me happy birthday. Like I want to feel special on my birthday, but I'm also not asking for like, a zoo, you know, or whatever, like some crazy party, you know? For me, I think it all comes down to feeling the B-Day love, which to me is just like when your friends make you feel loved and appreciated, and that can look like so many different things that can look like gifts, that can look like a nice text, that can look like just spending quality time together. Um, but like just feeling appreciated is what I see the day to be about, you know? And I think like for me personally, I don't like to apply pressure on other people to like give me a good time. Like if anything for my birthday, I want to try and create a fun time for everyone because I know that I'm having the most fun when I know that other people are also having fun. And I don't want to be like, on my birthday causing other people to feel stressed out about like making my birthday everything that it should be. Totally. And how do you girls feel about midnight being, you know, the time when your birthday starts versus when you wake up being the time when your birthday starts? How do we feel? Okay. So I remember as a kid, first of all, I feel like I'm constantly bringing up things that I thought as a kid. I learned a little later than I'd like to admit, and maybe like five or six, that your birthday, like I thought the day of your birthday party was like way more important. And I didn't really understand that like the day of of your birth was like the day that you like came out of your mom, you know? Like I didn't really put the pieces together, (laughs) like I said, for a little longer. (laughs) I'd like to admit. Um, But regardless, regardless, I also remember like at a certain point in time being like, okay, well, if you were born at 3 p.m., like you don't turn your age until 3 p.m. But ultimately, like I, you know, I was born in the a.m. So like usually I don't wake up until after anyway. So I'm already my new age. Um, But midnight means nothing to me. Yeah, midnight doesn't mean much to me either. Gigi brought up exactly what I was going to say, which I think um, holds its place in me being a bit of a contrarian time to time. But I definitely hold the belief that you don't turn your age until the time you're born. And honestly, I would like to 
go on the record saying, I think your birthday should go from the time you're born to 24 hours after that time. So for example, I was born at 8.16 a.m. I think my birthday should start at 8.16 on May 6th and then end at 8.16 on May 7th because then that's celebrating the first 24 hours of me being born and my new age. So yeah, midnight means absolutely nothing to me. It's about the day and the time you came out. And Liesl, maybe you can speak to this, but I feel like the midnight thing I was witnessing maybe a little bit abroad that like, because you're going out and you're like at the club super late and it is like you turn your age with, you turn your age air quotes with those people and you can party both that night, kind of as Lily is saying, this 24 hour thing where you get to party like that night and then also the following night. So what I will say about this is my entire life, I never cared about midnight, never thought that that was when, you know, my birthday started, never, never even considered that as like a time to be celebrating the midnight before my birthday. Like I never really thought about the moment where it turned my birthday. Um, other than like, maybe like I was like in my bed and like woke up at 1am and was like, Oh, it's my birthday now. And then went back to sleep or something. Um, but when I went abroad, um, and it was my birthday, I, you know, it was the day before my birthday and I was just chilling in my pajamas, just, you know, watching some stuff or like talking to my roommates abroad. And then one of my roommates was like, Liesl, like come in here. And I was like, no, like I'm doing something. And she was like, come in here right now. And I was like, no. And then she was like, Liesl, like, I need you right now. You need to come here right now. So I go into her room and she just starts like giggling and like laughing and just being weird. And then she like kept me in her room for a couple minutes and just started asking me dumb questions or something. And then all of my other roommates had like turned off the lights and gotten cupcakes. And when it turned midnight, they like started singing happy birthday and like made that a moment. And so that was my first time being exposed to midnight being like when you're, when you bring in your birthday. And so I was like completely caught off guard and almost weirded out that this was happening because like, I just didn't know that this was a thing. But um, then a lot of my friends in college were really into celebrating your birthday starting at midnight and like getting a cake, getting like champagne, getting decorations and like doing like a little at home celebration at midnight on the night before. And it's something that I actually think is really fun and, and sweet to try to surprise the person at midnight, especially. Um, so I really come around to enjoying a little midnight celebration of the birthday. Um, but you know, everyone has a different, different way of celebrating, but I do think that the element of surprise can be really fun on birthdays. I do also think, Liesl, because now now I'm like working through this midnight surprise <laughs> and, you know, when to begin celebrating. And I don't feel like waking up is the is the best way to optimize the opening ceremony to your birthday. Like right. I think I think that this midnight thing is a really fun way to kick off the birthday because the morning time, right when you wake up, is just like inevitably not going to be the most hype, not going to be the most be they love, not going to be like ultimate, ultimate, you know what I mean? And so might as well take the opportunity to do a little celebrating the night before. So then when you wake up and it's just like, okay, maybe I have a couple texts from people like, okay, great, whatever. Then you get on with your day. 
And I think it's also a good opportunity to be with a smaller group of friends, like just invite a few people and have like a really small, cute little mini celebration as like pregame for whatever the next night is of like actual celebrations. So I think it's actually a really fun system. And I think it's something that more people should start implementing and trying out, especially in college when everyone lives together and is staying up late all the time. Like, why not just like hop over to your friend's apartment and like decorate it at midnight? Like, it's kind of fun. So another thing that I think would be interesting for us to discuss are some potentially like different or interesting cultural traditions around birthdays. And I'm now remembering, which please, again, let me know if I'm incorrect in saying this, but I think, you know how in Korea, they say that you're one, like from out the womb, you're one, which does kind of make sense because it's your first year of life. You know, like right now I'm 21, but I'm in my 22nd year of life. So regardless, then I was told that like you, maybe you have your birthday or something, but like everyone turns their next age at January 1st or like when the year starts, you like everyone new age, which is so interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's correct. That's what I've heard. And I can speak from a tiny bit of personal experience that I actually had a foreign exchange little bestie in fourth grade. Shout out Julia from Korea. Um, And she was a year older and like, or I thought she was a year older. It ended up being a hoax, but she told me her age and then she told me the year that she was born. And I was like, oh, but we were born in the same or whatever um, and figured it out. And then she explained to me how it works that when you're born, you're one. And then you all, everyone changes their age together because, okay, all of the 22 year olds are now in the next, you know, they're 22 now, which does make sense. And I feel like oftentimes, especially, I mean, when you're in school, your grade kind of matters more than your age. So I feel like with this, this system of everyone changes at the start of the year, like it's, it's more just a descriptor of like a community. And I think that this is pretty deep, but it might be like a, a signal of like a cultural difference. Whereas we're such an individualistic culture where we're like, my birthday is when I turn this age. Whereas in other cultures, it's like, okay, on the first of the year, like we all as a group, like change ages, which is so fascinating. I love that it's a team birthday. I did not know this. Um, so I really enjoyed learning that. Thank you for teaching me, Gigi. But like, imagine that birthday party, like the whole freaking country just going off. Like that sounds so fun. I love a team birthday. Uh, maybe we should have that in America so we can all celebrate our birthdays on the same day. Like, do you walk down the street and just say happy birthday to everyone you know and like party the whole entire day? I love that idea. Well, Lily, I, I hate to disappoint you, but it's just Happy New Year. That They're not saying happy birthday. They're partying it up because it's the new year. But it's also a birthday. It's a double party. It's a happy new year and a happy birthday. Yeah, I mean, it's double, but I don't, th- I don't know if they necessarily... But like, it, it would way. be fun. It would be fun if I think about like being with all of my friends and let's say that we're all like the same year or whatever. And can you be like, yeah, this is 22. Like, let's go. You know, like that does seem fun that we would all get to be like hyped on the same, on the same number. And I think that this 
also relates to another topic within birthdays, which is doing joint birthday parties. And I think that like a reason why having this huge collective, it's everyone's birthday kind of thing, it disseminates the um, attention and therefore the pressure, in my opinion. Joint birthdays like take so much of the attention and pressure off of that one person and make it two or three. And to me, that's a beautiful thing to do. How do you both feel about being sung to on your birthday? You know, I feel okay about it. I feel like it's obviously what has to happen. Um, But it can be extremely awkward um, and weird. So I kind of go back and forth about it. Um, But you got to do it. You just got to get through it. You know, that's that's what we do. So that's what we got to do. So you just get through it. And I like making wishes. Like, why not? I feel more positively about being sung to than I do about singing to others, which uh, maybe sounds a little (laughs) self-centered. But personally, uh, being that I cannot sing, I feel extremely uncomfortable when my voice has to serenade another individual in a complimentary way. Uh, But yeah, I agree with Liesl. Like, obviously, it's awkward. I don't think anyone lives for the singing. But like you do what you got to do and you get through it. It's not that bad in my opinion. I do think it's really funny when kids sing um, to themselves because they feel so awkward. Like when the birthday kid, like everyone else is singing and you're just a kid and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Like I'm just supposed to sit here. So then they end up singing along, um, which I always think is funny. And Liesl, you have um, a, a another cultural birthday tradition to share. Yes. Yes. Once again, um, fact check us, please, on this because this is not our culture, so we are not completely sure about this and how this really works. But I have heard that in Greece or in, you know, Greek communities, um, that it is common to, instead of celebrating your birthday as like your number one celebration, to celebrate your name day. So basically, like, all of the traditional Greek names have a different day that is the day of that patron saint. I think that they also do something similar um, in some parts of South America where, like, your name has a day that's associated with it. Um, But so, for example, like, John. All of the Johns have one name day. And so they will celebrate on that day as if it's, like, their birthday. John! John! John, like that, that, that's how I feel like it is on the John day. And like the, the, the interesting thing in my opinion is that I feel like everyone can go and find their name day because there will be a name that is close enough to your name. Like for example, my name is a derivative of Elizabeth. So if I go and find like the Elizabeth or that sort of a name day, like that can be my name day. And so me and all of like the Lisas and the Leslies and the Elizabeths and the Lizzies, we can all celebrate together, which is beautiful. I think my favorite part of that is that, first of all, you get so excited, or at least I do, I won't speak on behalf of everyone, when you meet someone with the same name as you, like it is just cool. And then I also think you get excited when you meet someone who has the same birthday as you. So you put those two things together and the party cannot be stopped. And that is so fun. Um, I feel like that's a great segue um, into my topic for this episode um, because sharing a birthday and kind of the time of year that your birthday 
falls on is kind of what I wanted to talk about. Um, so I want to know from you girls if you think that the time of year in which your birthday falls matters, doesn't matter, what sort of impact might it have on our personalities and the ways that we interact with each other? Well, the first thing that comes to mind for me, which maybe is a little bit related to age, so it's not exactly what we were talking about, but in the cycle of a year in terms of school, because as we've mentioned, your grade and like your age in school almost means more than your birthday sometimes, or at least right now as someone who has only ever been in school my whole life as a student, all I know. I feel like if you're on the older end or the younger end, that really makes a difference. And whether it's really to like your maturity or something concrete, or it's just like how you feel of like, oh, I turned 13 before you turned 13. It does kind of have some power, like as a May birthday, being in the later end of turning the age in school, I do feel like I took on some sort of personality traits or contributed to my being in one way or another of being kind of the younger end of people. I completely agree. I do think it has to do with grade and where you fall in the year. But there is also something in my mind about like a summer birthday, a fall birthday, a spring birthday. Like it just, to me, it does sort of translate in the person. And I feel like you can make a guess. I don't think that this really has to do with astrology though. Like I don't see it as being like, oh, you're, you have these traits because you're this sign, so that's how I know what you are. But it's more so like you can meet someone and kind of feel, feel the month radiating around them. Yeah, I completely agree that, like, I think, I, I completely agree with both of you, that I think that your age in the school year and how old you are compared to your peers growing up, I, I truly think it has uh, a big impact on, childhood and development and school and all of that kind of stuff like size wise just intelligence like reading level so many different things I feel like are kind of dictated by just how old you are especially when you know when you're five years old like six months of your life is makes a big difference you know in your cognitive development like it it is kind of fascinating how different age kids kind of relate to each other and Having a November birthday in our school system, um, I was on the older end of the spectrum and there were kids in my grade who were a full year or even more younger than me in my same grade. Um, So they would have a November birthday and be on the young side of the spectrum and I had November birthday and I was on the old side of the spectrum. And I do remember like there being a big difference in personalities and dynamics of people who are that much younger than you, but are in the same grade as you. So I do think that that has something to do with people's personalities and the way that people come out. But also I completely agree with Gigi that I think that month by month, like, or seasonally, like people's birthdays do kind of end up saying something about them. I'll give a couple examples. September birthdays, you're like a back to school b-day like that's just that's just the way it is like you have some back to school energy going on December birthdays like your birthday gets squashed 
a little bit. But your parents try really, really hard to not let your birthday get squashed by all of the other holidays and cheer. So those those personalities just, especially like the closer you are to Christmas, the the more that your parents are going to try to give you the most special birthday and they're probably going to kind of fail most of the time, in my opinion. Summer birthdays, summer birthdays, you don't get to celebrate your birthday at school. Like, I'm so sorry. Your mom never brought cupcakes into the classroom and put them on the little napkins and everyone saying happy birthday to you. Like, that is, that is sad, you know? And on top of that, I know that a lot of summer birthday kids, like, people are away at camp, people are on vacation. Like, how do you have a birthday party with all of your homies? You just can't. I also think it's funny now, like, reflecting on being a kid and being in the classroom and whatever, as you're saying, some kids are on vacation at camp, whatever. Like, do you guys think that when we have kids, it like, are people going to be sending birthday invitations? Like, I remember birthday invitations being like something that me and my mom would be like, okay, like, let's get excited about doing the birthday invitations. And I just feel like that's most likely not going to exist when we have children. I actually think that by then I'm probably just going to transport myself magically to their house via the technology that's going to exist at that time. And my child is going to get to say, you're cordially invited to my birthday party. And then we're going to magically transport back using the technology to our home. Wow. Uh, I actually was recently rewatching the first season of Big Little Lies. um, And a big thing that happens, obviously, in that season is Amabella's birthday party invitations getting handed out, you know, and she's like running around with these little pink envelopes. And of course, she doesn't give one to Ziggy, but she gives one to everyone else in the class. And that's like a huge deal. And I feel like that is such a real phenomenon. Like I remember, you know, having birthday parties in elementary school where I was just maybe inviting like eight people. And I would like get sent to school with my invites and had to like secretly pass them out because like no one else can know that there's a birthday party going on that they're not invited to. And I do think, you know, with kids, it's like a lot of people will will, like invite the whole class kind of a birthday, but like that's a lot of people to invite to a kid's birthday. I'm also curious to know if you girls have any favorite kids birthday memories um any favorite parties of yours or any favorite parties you girls went to yeah so my favorite birthday party was um a fairy birthday party that I had where I invited some select individuals one of which was none other than Gigi and some company or whoever this birthday party was through like dressed up as fairies and you went on like a fairy hunt where you would walk on like a hiking trail and the fairies would pop out and tell a story. And then I'm sure we had lunch or whatever afterwards. Um, And that is the birthday party that has stuck most in my brain. But I also had many sleepover birthday parties, which I loved having. I think also there's something to be said about pool parties. I love a good pool party. And being that I am almost not even that close, but sort of a summer birthday in LA. It feels like summer in May. It was warm enough to throw a pool party. Oh my gosh, we've talked about this before. My psychic birthday party, of course. That, that's all I even need to say. Um, I remember having an American Girl doll 
um, birthday party, which like as a kid, when I was just obsessed with, with American Girl dolls, like that was an exciting birthday. And like, you get to go to the cafe or whatever and like sit with the dolls and do their hair and like hang out with your friends. So I remember that being a good birthday. Definitely some solid birthdays in the backyard. I remember Liesl sort of coordinating a like, it was the year that the Olympics were in China. And so we did like the Olympics for my birthday or something. We did like games in the backyard. Um, and it, I mean, I was always having fun. If my friends were around and there was airbrush tattoos and there was spin art, I'm having fun. Totally. And um, another location that we would be remiss not to mention, in my opinion, is Bright Child, which was an establishment in Los Angeles that was like a like a kid's just dream of slides, slides, ball pits, um, like jungle courses. There was like a huge gymnasium room where they would bring out a giant, um, you know, I don't even know what that was. Um, they would bring those dancers. Did you guys ever go to a birthday party? The funky divas, the funky divas. I remember, oh, I just had a flashback to a really horrible birthday experience that Lily was also at. This is someone else's birthday. And like, basically the whole thing was you have to get dressed up and like put on a costume and like get your hair done, get your makeup done, like be a princess or something. And I was like, literally, you're not coming near me. Like, don't even come near me. By the way, I feel like that was in middle school. Like, that was not an elementary school age birthday. Basically, to my memory of this birthday party that Gigi went to, and Lily was also there, that they went to this girl's house. And and I remember, like, maybe we dropped Gigi off, and I was, like, involved in that process. Like, bye, Gigi. Have a fun time. And then when we came to pick Gigi up from this birthday party, I have never seen my sister so upset and just downtrodden and just not doing well because it was like these you know young girls who wanted to wear like here's my memory of it so you girls can correct me if I'm wrong because obviously I I wasn't in attendance I just was there for the pick up and drop off like literally girls getting into like prom dresses and doing a fashion show like that's what I remember of it it wasn't like princess dress up party it was like fancy like cotillion esque dress up with I a think, fashion show listen i think it was leaning more princess than cotillion prom. <laughs> um but like yes i think you're right Liesl. it was kind of just like ambiguous dress up and basically what what the reason that gd was so upset was because she was having none of that dress up none of the fashion show none of any of that energy GG was not vibing with it and everyone else to my memory was like so here for it like I'm pretty sure that Lily ran out with like blush all over her face just like in a ball gown like hi Lisa <laughs> whereas Gigi is like on the brink of tears like get me out of this hellscape <laughs> speaking of getting your hair and makeup done at a birthday party was I don't remember exactly what it was called but like Olivia's playhouse or like Olivia's dollhouse yes that feels screams little kid birthday and reminds me of all things of the sort immediately okay Lily that place was so fun I have such good memories of going there and like to my memory basically what it was was a little house and each of the different rooms was like a different step of like the 
quote unquote makeover process into like a little princess or doll. Like it wasn't like makeover, like, um, you know, actual makeup and actual hair and all of that stuff. Like it was like trying to dress up like a little character and they had like all the costumes and like, then you would have tea. I'm pretty sure. Um, I have such good memories of that. All right. So my topic on the theme of birthdays is something that I bring up because I will take the chance to publicly shame people who engage in this behavior any opportunity I get. So my topic is birthdays in the mediated world we live in that is obviously very dependent on social media. Now, I will explain a little further what I mean by publicly shame which is that the people who choose to repost on their Instagram story each and every photo from their best friend Sally saying, happy birthday, Elizabeth. I love you so much and we have such fun memories. Now, I understand that recognizing people's birthdays on social media, on Instagram is fun. I partake in it myself. It makes me feel really good to see all the other people giving me my birthday love on social media. What I do not stand for or tolerate is individuals who take the 45 posts that they have received and repost them on their Instagram story as if anybody else cares at all. So I realize that I have taken the last two minutes to really hate on these individuals, so I will shut up for a moment because I, um, obviously it is a joke and I'm sure they're wonderful, lovely people who I hope do not take offense to this, but I will conclude by saying I don't care and I really would like this behavior to stop. Okay, Lily, I very much agree with you. I think that, you know, the, the, the people who are still in God's year 2020 reposting every single you know, birthday Instagram moment on their Instagram story. Um, it's excessive. It's unnecessary. It's repetitive. Um, I'm not, I'm not here to support that, but I, I, I do just want to, you know, take a moment to understand where, where these lovely ladies and gentlemen are coming from in that. I think what happens is, let's just say it's my birthday and Lily posts like a really cute thing for my birthday. And I know that a lot of my followers and friends don't follow Lily because we don't have like that many mutuals, right? Or, you know, there's a whole world out there that Lily doesn't, isn't part of. So I want to repost this one like super cute thing that Lily made for me and she put time and effort and I thought it was so nice. So I repost that. And then other people start to repost. And if I've reposted lilies and maybe one or two others i'm offending in my mind the other people who took the time out of their day to make me an instagram story like if i you know choose to only repost a couple that feels like a little bit uh, ungrateful or not reposting all you know if you repost one or two i feel like you you end up getting obligated to repost all Okay, but what about me, the innocent viewer who is offended by having to click through all 45 of them? Lily, this is, I think, where the issue really comes up. You have no obligation to watch anyone's stories. When I'm scrolling and I see 
that someone's about to, when I see that at the top of the screen, the do, 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 instead of the single do, I click out. I don't think twice about stopping, exiting out, and not watching. And Lily, I really think you need to stop watching every single story that you follow. I mean, listen, I'm not going to disagree with that, but just back to this topic, back to the birthday stories topic, I similarly don't care for it. I don't really want to see it. I don't think it's a behavior that people should necessarily engage in. But if we are going to consider the various reasons that one might be motivated to do such a thing, I think that there are some people who don't want to post for their own birthday of like feed post, like it's my birthday or story by themselves, self-published, it's my birthday. But people still want to be feeling the B-Day love. They still want to be spreading their own B-Day love. And so that is why they repost all these stories to be like, look at all these people giving me all this B-Day love. But I don't want to have to post myself to be like, hey, look, it's my birthday. So this is my way of recycling this content that other people have created about me onto my own page. And to just remind people that it's your birthday. You know, it is a it is a useful tool. And, you know, social media is just one big performance. You know, it's like we just get we just get on there. And we just want to show like the most glamazon amazing form of ourselves. And like Glamazora Liesel like has a million friends who posts <laughs> who post, you know, for her story. Like Glamazora Liesel, that my influencer alter ego. <laughs> whose handle is at, at, at Liesel. Go follow me. Um, she reposts all of her birthday love. Okay, look, this is obviously an opinion I feel very strongly about. As I said, I bring this up because I just want the chance to talk about it when I can. But I'm going to validate your points. Liesel, I see you have something to say. Lily, so I have a question. Have you ever in your entire Instagram career, reposted a birthday? No. Never? No. I don't know. You think you've never, ever? Never. I understand that I engage in obnoxious social media behavior. I am not claiming to not engage in other behavior that maybe is parallel to this. I'm the first to admit it. I will bash myself, but I will say publicly and forever that I have never and will never repost someone wishing me a happy birthday because I think it's dumb. All right, Lily, next time we're in person, I'm going to grab your little iPhone and I'm going to go into your little archive on Instagram and we will see. Please, well, I would love for you to do that. I would love to <laughs> film that posted all the software citizens yeah glamazora glamazora is gonna come for you lily <laughs> bring because, it on because even regular liesel not glamazora liesel i have definitely reposted birthday like there was a time i want to say like four or five years ago where that was like the standard behavior to repost like it was very very normalized okay well Back to what I was saying, I will validate both your points. I'm not willing to let up on this one. I It really bothers me. And so that is that. But I will open this conversation up to a more general conversation of birthdays in the world of social media. Specifically, I would like to start by saying 
Facebook, wishing people happy birthday on Facebook, which really feels like such a TVT to love. When Facebook was huge in middle school and we were posting for everyone's birthday in a much different way than we are today. You know, I was learning that it was so-and-so's birthday who I barely even know. I'm posting happy birthday on their timeline and generally just being so connected to people's birthdays. I think Facebook really raised the game on that, but if either of you have any general thoughts to say on the topic of social media, birthdays, Facebook, etc. I do think that um, it is quite an interesting phenomena, the relationship between social media and birthdays. And, you know, how do we portray our own birthdays? How much of our own birthdays do we put out there? Um, and, For me, I really appreciate the fact that social media has made birthdays so much more public because I really do enjoy spreading the birthday cheer. Like if there's someone that I've met like once or twice in a very casual setting and just happen to follow on Instagram, I love that I can just like respond to their story and be like, happy birthday, girl, heart emoji, even though I don't, like I literally don't know her, you know, whereas prior to social media, like you would never really wish as many people a happy birthday, I feel like as we do now. And it's great because birthdays are easy to forget. You know, it's, it's very easy to, to neglect, to remember all of the important birthdays. And so the fact that people post about it on social media and you can pretty much be guaranteed like, okay, I'm not going to miss any birthdays because it's all out there. I think that social media is very great for birthdays. And I, I love that there's so many different portals and and ways to wish people happy birthday because for me like I kind of view it as like a tier system where like you know certain people are gonna have you know a feed post like that would be the highest tier then there's like a story post which is you know next tier then there's like texting them then there's like dming them then there's like commenting on someone else's photo you know so there's so many different levels to spreading the birthday cheer and you can do it in such a casual way which i really appreciate okay let's go with our recommendations for this episode liesel so on the theme of birthdays we wanted to recommend that everyone get kind of creative with your birthday celebrations obviously There is still a global pandemic going on, so we encourage you all to be safe and keep gathering small and keep things remote. Um, But like we mentioned, maybe try out a little midnight surprise celebration for your friend or family member. Maybe try out a little breakfast for birthday. We, for Lily's 21st birthday, planned a little brunch in our backyard. We made pancakes and eggs and bacon and cinnamon rolls, of course, and we had mimosas, and it was so fun. And I feel like that's something that people kind of neglect on birthdays is a little breakfast, brunch, something kind of different. So we highly recommend that you celebrate birthdays in a fun and creative way. Gigi, do you have another recommendation for us? Yes, I have a recommendation for viewing for everyone. This is a show that is super popular on Netflix right now, so you may or may not have already heard about it. It is called Queen's Gambit. It is about a young, gifted child who grows into a young, gifted sophomore citizen who plays competitive chess at like the world champion level. And 
it's set in the 60s so it's just it's got fun music fun costumes fun set design um and it's just it's only seven episodes so it's like pretty easy to rip through which i do think is fun um but yeah i think it's full of character development you watch her grow you watch her journey it has some adventure a little suspense so i definitely recommend checking out queen's gambit on netflix thank you for that recommendation Gigi. thank you for your recommendation liesel and thank you to the listeners for listening to sophomore citizens the podcast by young people for young people with new episodes every monday so we'll see you wise babies then and don't forget to follow us on instagram TikTok, and YouTube at Sophomore Citizens and leave a five-star review.